So I feel I need to start um, a little bit by explaining the title of the sermon. I have to tell you, when I told Annika what the title was going to be, she groaned rather heavily. Um, so if you're wondering if it means counting your blessings or number, numbering your blessings, you're not alone in that confusion. Uh, for me growing up, that symbol stood for number, but now it means hashtag. And I'm always impressed by human beings' desire for order, and social media is no different. So for all of you teachers and librarians, hashtags are the Twitter version of a card catalog. So when you post something to social media, you can add a hashtag, and then others can search for that hashtag and find all of the posts that someone has written about that topic. And hashtag blessed is one that gets a lot of use. And so if you ever want to just lose yourself on Twitter for several hours, you can do a search for hashtag blessed. And if not, well, that's okay, because I spent a recent Snowden day doing exactly that. <laughs> and here are a few of them. First day of my new job is going pretty well. Hashtag blessed. I'm up. God is good. Thankful for another day. Hashtag blessed. Ordered a grande at Starbucks and got a venti. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> My son won a Grammy. And it's not even the trophy that makes me the happiest. It's that God is honoring the dedication to his craft, his humility, and his heart every day. I know where he started and God knows where he's going. Hashtag blessed. Almost would have gone to the ER this morning. I stepped on a nail. Luckily, the Lord and my work boot stopped that from going into my foot. Hashtag blessed. Now, they are a bit funny, and I certainly don't want anyone to walk out of here thinking that taking a moment to consider your blessings is not something that we should do. But what I would like to talk about before we dive into our scripture is to think about what it means when we talk about being blessed. Because the intention of the tweets is not what we have to reflect on, but the theology they portray is. Because you have to ask, did God not value and appreciate the years of hard work, practice, and talent for the others that were nominated in that Grammy category? Was God so insistent that this person get a venti-sized coffee for the price of a grande that they sort of did a confundus charm on the barista? Did God actually stretch out some sort of mighty finger to block the nail from going into the person's foot, or did the work boot do the job it was designed to do? In his book on understanding human nature... Father Mike Rashko opens with a story of him watching the news one night and seeing a woman who had just won the Powerball lottery talking about how God had blessed her with all of these winnings and how his first thought was for the thousands of people across the country who had bought the lottery ticket too. And what did she believe that God thought about them? When we prescribe to God that which is actually human, we can perpetuate a very real injury on those who pray so desperately for an outcome that they want, 
but don't get. And we have the effect of inflating our own worth by proclaiming that God somehow loves us and has blessed us with these benefits, and others have not. And then the real danger comes when we translate this idea of blessing into systems of oppression that are both at the heart of Jesus' sermon in Luke and at the forefront of our social and economic systems today. These verses in Luke are known as the Sermon on the Plain, which distinguishes them from similar words in Matthew and the Sermon on the Mount. These blessings or beatitudes are a little bit more stripped down here. They're very straightforward, which makes them very easy to understand, um, but also sometimes a little bit harder to hear. Blessed are the poor. That's it. Not blessed are the poor in spirit, like it says in Matthew. Blessed are the poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now. Blessed are you who weep now. Blessed are you when people hate you and exclude you, revile you, and defame you. When you hurt and fear, suffer, or hopeless, that is when God is standing with you. Not when you get coffee you didn't pay for. Not when you've won awards or a big game. Not when you work for a company that happens to follow OSHA regulations. Not when you have wealth, fame, education, and racial and sexual majority. In fact, Jesus says, woe to you. Woe to you. See, he's speaking against the very same bad theology that we struggle with today. You don't have leprosy because you sinned. You don't have mental illness because your parents didn't show up properly with the right sacrifice on Passover. And you're not poor because God doesn't love you enough to give you free coffee. Those things existed because of humans. Because there was a system created that elevated a particular class or race or religion or sex over others. Systems that didn't just elevate but actively sought to subjugate those that the majority deemed less worthy. And then they actually hit those people who were already down with a heavy cudgel that God wants it that way. And so Jesus spent his entire life walking everywhere and saying, no, God doesn't. When we ascribe to God that which is not God's, we also injure ourselves because we become blind then to seeing what is not of God in our presence. On Valentine's Day, a senator from Wyoming made this argument. Without the death penalty, Jesus would not have been able to die for our sins. Therefore, capital punishment is the will of God. 
Woe to you when all speak well of you. For that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. Jesus didn't want to die. Jesus wanted us to hear and believe and to act accordingly. Jesus wanted to change the systems that were putting people to death or ostracizing them from God and the community simply for being poor or diseased or different. That is the repeated truth of the gospel, and it's right here in our scripture. When we ascribe to God that which is not of God, woe to us. Now, in all of these hashtag blessed tweets, I did encounter a nice gem. It said, I don't think people know what blessed means anymore. Not everything is a, a blessing or a spiritual attack. Sometimes you are reaping your own harvest. And sometimes you're just paying for your own stupidity. Hashtag blessed. See, the good news is not just being blessed. It's that we are beloved. And in being called to love others, we are challenged by Christ to not only regard ourselves as true children of God only when we're happy and prosperous and on the right side of whatever it is society has deemed as the right side of things. It's when we place the credit for our blessings where it belongs that we can be thankful that laws require safety gear and that we elect representatives that will hold employers accountable for them. We can be thankful for the exposure to music education that leads talented young people to having access to improving their skills and honing their gifts regardless of their financial resources and we can choose to make that a priority in our schools. We can recognize that a mistake is just a mistake and maybe put the difference between the, of the cost between a grande and a venti in the tip jar on the counter. When we take a moment to discern what is God's and that which is human, we are then able to see where the injustices lie because they surround us everywhere. And when we see those injustices, then we can make choices to correct them. When we know what is of God and what is not, then we hear the love and the hope of God. And we can then bring that grace to someone else's life. Hashtag, I am the blessing. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, you call into our lives hope and joy, awareness. And it's so easy for us to attribute the good things to the blessings that you have given. Help us to see when things are not so great, to know that you are with us most in those times. Help us to have the strength and the courage to be able to say, I'm in a space that isn't great, and God is with me. 
I am hurting, but I feel God's love. Help us to be willing to see the blessings there and not feel obligated to only proclaim blessings when good things happen or when things are well. Because Lord, we know we will have plenty of both. And we are thankful for the sustenance that you provide.